This month, the Delvin Cox Experience has two sponsors. My brother, Kelvin Cox, and also Mike Fowler from the Cousin Cecil Show. Make sure you check out Mike Fowler on twitch.tv slash Cousin Cecil. Also, check out his podcast, The Cousin Cecil Show, anywhere you get podcasts. I mean, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and also YouTube. And last but not least, check out Mike Fowler on Twitter at MikeFowler93. Thank you. Welcome to the experience. Welcome to the experience. Welcome to the experience. Welcome to the Delvin Cox Experience, the podcast, which I am on a one-man mission to United Coastal University. I completely skipped the whole part, but fuck it. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I am your host, Delvin Cox, and with this week on the podcast, I have a special guest on the podcast, a returning guest. Uh, the best way I can describe this brother is he's the Pee Wee Kirkland of podcasting. He is the internet legend. He is somebody in the podcasting community that people talk about, that people know about, that people love and adore. People, I don't know, I I, I guess they kind of, if you listen to podcasts, every time I listen to a podcast, I hear this name often brought up with high respect, and I always appreciate that. The man who needs no introduction on the experience this week returning is Mr. Bela the Great. How you doing, brother? I mean, at this point, we might as well just... We might as well just let the fireworks go off. You know what I mean? The smoke <laughs> machine and all that other good stuff. You know what I mean? The way you brought me out, I feel like we about to get a wrestling match going on. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, man. I had to give you the the all out good welcome, brother, because it's been a minute since you've been on it either way, though. Definitely. I, I appreciate it. And it has been a while. And you know what? Like. It, I mean, let me tell you how long it's been. Like, remember, we were supposed to do me, you, Chaffee, Sean, and I think Mike. We were supposed to come up with like the top five fast food joints or something like that. Yes. And that was like at this point, maybe a couple of years ago. Yeah. And we stole that idea and made garbage pickets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what, though? I love it. You know what I'm saying? As long as I get an invite whenever. Well, that's gonna uh, definitely happen. At least, at least someone took it and ran with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we oh. still go, we still go back and forth. A lot of people don't know this is this is a few years we've been going back and forth with the waffles and the pancakes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Quite some time now. Now I think about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Also, yeah. The next time we do an episode, matter of fact, we haven't done an episode about fast food restaurants yet. So we'll probably we'll definitely have you on for that one. Okay. Okay. But as always, we like to start the podcast off with the five for five. Five questions, five answers to get the ball rolling. Bela, are you ready? Uh, absolutely. All right. Question number one. What is the best album or song you listened to in this past year? Doesn't have to be new, as you know already. The best album? This year? Yeah. This past year. Let's say the, the past six months. Let's. Oh, that's um, that's definitely... Victoria Monet, Jaguar. Okay. And when I, when I tell you, like, that's going to go and probably go into my top, I'm going to say this right now, I'm probably going to my top 10 of all time. Okay. This album was phenomenal. That's dope. 
That's real dope, man. All right. Question number two. This is an interesting question. I have to give you different questions because you've been on the podcast for. Question number mm. two. What is the best new podcast you listen to lately? The best new? Yeah. Uh, ooh. It's a few of them because what I do is for the podcast that's not consistent, for the podcast that's not consistent, I kind of like bump them out of the way to listen to new podcasters. So I want to say uh, Toxic Kings is one. Okay. Um, who else that's new besides the Toxic Kings? There are some other ones, but I don't know them because they're so new. I don't really, I, I know I stick with the Toxic Kings because first of all, that's a cold name. Real good name. And um, I just finished listening to one of their latest episodes. But yeah, I know the Toxic Kings, and there's a few other ones as well. Okay. That's other a, ones as well. That's a good answer. So for those listening, go check oh, out the Toxic and, Kings. Oh, my bad. Let me not forget. Uh, pay respect to, to my hometown. My hometown boys, uh, the back house. Based out of L.A. So, yeah, young cat back doing house. his thing. Yeah, back house for sure. Okay, I like that. I like those choices right there. All right, question number three. This could be a fun one for you. Give me your top five Lakers. Oh, top five Lakers. That's going to be Magic. Kobe, Magic, Kobe, Kareem, Worthy, and oh, Lakers got a Lakers got a lot, and Caruso, and Caruso. Not <laughs> <laughs> just playing Caruso. He didn't make that one not yet. Uh, the fifth one. Oh man, that would probably go to. Byron Scott. No Shaq? I thought I did put Shaq in there. I didn't? No, I don't think so. You put Magic, Worthy, Kobe. Oh, that's what I did. When I was thinking of Shaq, I was thinking of Kareem. All right, my bad. I got to bump bump, uh, B. Scott down. But that's my guy because he a hometown legend. I like B. Scott. Yeah. I mean, technically, I ain't got to change. That's the that's a hometown legend. But but Shaq was different. Yeah, I got Shaq in there. So Shaq, Kareem, Kobe, Magic, and uh, Worthy. The Lakers is just kind of a, a stacked history in terms of yeah. their roster. Like you, you can even go Vadi Divac. <laughs> and that's crazy to say that, but like if you were put Vadi Divac on any other team, people be like, oh yeah, that, that dude's a, not only a Hall of Flamer, but that's like one of the greatest. Players of all time on this team, and he might yeah. not even make the top t- ten on the Lakers. Right, it's a it's a lot. I mean, I the only team that's out there that can compete would be uh, Boston. Yeah, I agree. Boston got a Boston got a got a cold roster. Uh, besides that, no, it, you put it. I put it to you like this: just like how the championships are run down, that would probably be how. The all-time uh, rosters will run down too, so I know we're gonna have issues with Boston, and then you gotta throw in, you gotta throw in a Houston. They got a cold historical roster. Houston, uh, San Antonio got one. Chicago got one too. It's just not as it's just not as deep. Like after My- after probably that top five, it's over. Yeah, Miami's getting uh, that. Miami. My, oh, Miami for sure. Yeah. Miami. 
Hell yeah. Miami. They got some. Um, I mean, it's a lot of the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix, yeah, Phoenix is really good. Phoenix Suns. I mean, because I'm, I'm saying everybody. So, like, when I say the Bulls, you know Derrick Rose is going to be on there. Yeah, definitely. Derrick you know what Rose I mean? So with, the, so, with the Phoenix Suns, they're going to have Booker on. Yeah. You know, who's, who's, to say, who's to say that he would be a starter? But he would definitely be on that all-time roster. Nah, Even I though I don't feel like he's gonna finish his career in Phoenix, I don't think so either, personally. Yeah, but he will be if he if he was to go to the Hall of Fame. Even if he won championship with another team, I feel like he gotta go. He gotta go in as Phoenix as a right as of right now. I would think so. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Question number four. Give me the top three best hood movies. Boys in the Hood, Boys in the Hood, uh, New Jack City. Minister Society. Those are three solid ones. I like yeah. those. All right. Question number five. You're going to do some research and think on this for a little bit, all right? Okay. All right. I asked somebody in a previous episode of this that you probably haven't heard yet because it hasn't even come out yet. Thanos is coming to Earth, right? Mm-hmm. You got to take five musicians to take out Thanos with the power of music. And you can use anybody you want to. Like, for example, if you want to use Michael Jackson and his ability that he had Moonwalker and all mm-hmm. that stuff, you can use Michael Jackson. So five musicians to take down Thanos. Who are you getting? I'm going Pac, DMX, Michael Jackson, Prince, Rihanna. That's a solid lineup. You came with that lineup fast, too. Yeah, Pac. So, obviously, I got Pac and DMX. That's going to be for beginning the blood pump. So, you know what we're getting from those two. That's the violent part, right? Yeah. Very violent. Prince come in. Prince come in because you already know, like Jamie Foxx said, it's the odds with Prince. Never looking to Prince odd, right? That's a fact. What a lot of people don't know about MJ is MJ was... MJ was was hood. Very. Behind, you know, behind closed doors, he was hood. So he got hands. He got the glove. You mentioned the moonwalk. He has music that everybody grew up to. So I know Thanos listened to the Jackson 5. Yes, I agree. I think Thanos listened to Jackson 5. And who doesn't like, for the Supreme setup, who doesn't like Rihanna? Yeah, that's a good point. Including Thanos, I think Thanos has second th- opinions if you think about snapping away Rihanna. He's not yeah. just going to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my fight right there. I like it. So what's <laughs> going on, brother? What's, how's everything been going with you? You are the man of, much like to say about me, a thousand podcasts. You're doing a whole bunch <laughs> of podcasts, man. How's it going? Let me everybody know, what are you doing now for those who don't know? Um, I'm essential. I'm an essential worker. So I've been out in these streets. I've been out in these streets since the lockdown. Um, by the grace of God, I've, I've been good. You know what I mean? I took a few COVID tests. I'm about to get the vaccine. My wife just took the, ver- the, the first vaccine today. That's great. Uh, I took a client to go get a vaccine uh, today. And just been, you know, I've just been recording, um, making some clothes. 
being on other people's shows and stuff like that. And you know, my platinum line is just staying out the way. Oh, that's dope, man. You do BTG for president, open run with BTG. What's the other one you do? Uh, so the Breaks Media, that's uh, the Breaks Radio. Uh, and then I also do Black Horror Humor on Sunday. Well, we don't we don't drop on Sunday. We drop. I, I think we drop whenever, but <laughs> it takes a, it, it takes a lot with the uh, editing because we have visuals. So, um, yeah, I for some reason I didn't notice, but now that I know that I sit there and think about it, I do four podcasts a week. <laughs> That's how I hit you, boy. When you don't even be thinking about it. Like I look at yeah. my podcast, and I'm like, damn, I do a lot of podcasts. Yeah. So between between uh, BTG for president, overrun with BTG, I got the Breaks Radio and uh, Black Horror Humor, and then you know whoever else that I'm invited on, or you know, not that go. Let me ask you this, man. How has it been for you just dealing with this whole pandemic stuff? You was a dude before this pandemic happened. I know you was heavy into basketball. Go out there playing mm-hmm. basketball every day and stuff like that. Now this pandemic hit. Can't necessarily do it like you want to do it. You can't go out there and sport hoop like you want to. Everything changed. The world got rocked. How's how are you been coping with it? Uh it you know what in the beginning it was it was fun at first because we got to sit at home. You know what I mean? And yeah. it was just like it was just like being on punishment with your family. You yeah. know what I mean? And so that, I got back into video games a lot, you know, because that died off for a little bit. Dove into that for a minute. And then um, I will honestly say if it wasn't for COVID, I'm not sure if I would have been able to get as deep as I am with Baylorism uh, with the merchandise that I make because I had bought a cricket for my wife to begin with. And... I guess because of the extra time that I, instead of waiting for her, because she has a, you know, she got a, a job that she has to attend to and she had got a raise and what a raise comes with more responsibility. So she wasn't able to um, dive into the crafting as much. So I took it upon myself to go on YouTube University, salute, um, to, to learn how to cricket myself. And I picked that up. Uh, we spent a lot of money during the pandemic, uh, but as far as de- dealing with it, we still traveled. We, de- we didn't travel as much, you know what I mean? And we didn't travel far. Like, we didn't get on any airplanes or anything like that. I think in a couple of weeks, it'll be our first time on an airplane in a few years. Um, but, you know, we went to local areas like Vegas and Phoenix, uh, things like that. So... Besides the smoke free weekend event that we weren't able to really, it wasn't really able to take off like that. That was the one thing that I did wish we could have uh, actually did. You know, the right, I mean, not the right way, but the way that it was supposed to be. Yeah, I think uh, that's one of the great tragedies of this whole COVID 19 situation that I think we took for granted those moments of going outside and Communicating, I got to give you props for that because you've always been the one like, hey, we all need to link up and do something because mm-hmm. you never know what might happen. And if something happens where well, we really can't link up and do something, it's like, damn. Right, we, right. We linked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, the, the basketball thing, of course, that affected, it affected everybody because remember, you know, 
uh, college sports. We didn't have March Madness last year. Um, you know, basketball was pushed back. Uh, it was just, it was just, you know, it was different. Uh, but now, you know, uh, it's starting to get back to, uh, a little bit towards the, the, the normal side. Uh, my son has been pooping and, uh, yeah, we, we back to it. The only thing that, that kind of bothers me that we can't get back is that by the time he's able to go back onto or to actually officially go onto a high school campus, he'll be a 10th grader. He'll be a sophomore. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he missed. And to me, to me, honestly, the 10th grade is kind of like the middle child, which I am a middle child, so I can speak on it. It's kind of yeah. like the middle child. It, it, it's still important, but you kind of forget about it because of your younger one and the oldest one. You know what I mean? Yeah. That ninth grade, that's when you get your feet wet and stuff like that. 10th grade, you're already settled in. The 11th grade is important because, you know, next year is going to be your last year. And then obviously, you know, your, your last year, your senior year, that's that's major in itself. So for them to miss the whole entire ninth grade year of a full high school experience, I'm like, dang, that's kind of messed up. That does suck. Yeah, I, I, I look at it with my kids in terms of, well, they homeschool not completely, but... um. Just those moments of not being able to do little things the kids do. Like uh, before the whole pandemic started, my daughter was going to like this um, magnet school. Mm. So every other month they would go on field trips and stuff like that. Her last field trip was to Orlando, mm. Disney World. And they had a blast and stuff like that. And now she's sitting house and knowing that no more field trips, nowhere in sight because of this pandemic. That kind of sucks. Especially not the Disney World, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like no Disney World, no. They her school is really close to like a, a art museum, so they used to have to go to the art museum and study stuff there and things like that. And they would mm-hmm. do a whole bunch of stuff like that. Now all that stuff's gone. She just yeah. had to sit in front of a computer till three three o'clock doing schoolwork. Yeah, man. sucks. Yeah, not being able to go to the movies. And and don't get me wrong, I wasn't. I wasn't necessarily, I actually like being able to watch movies from the comfort of my own couch. But there are certain, you being a Marvel fan know this, yeah. it's different when you're sitting in a room full of Marvel fans and they pick up on the Easter eggs and certain things that a casual uh, Marvel fan wouldn't get. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's different. Like, you know, when, when Captain America was able to get Thor's hammer, Yes. That was a big deal in the movie theaters. You know really? what I mean? Yeah, I don't think that hits the same if I'm at home and I see that. You know, I, I ain't gonna lie to you. I still get goosebumps to see that. But yeah. it don't it hits different. Yeah, it's it's weird because so far I've seen, I want to say three to four movies this year that was supposed to be in theaters. So I saw Soul. Yep. I saw Phenomenal. I saw Wonder Woman 84. Mm-hmm. And I saw Judas and the Black Messiah. Mm-hmm. And I felt like Wonder Woman 84's experience in particular was hurt a lot because I wasn't in theaters. Mm-hmm. And but I heard I, it was, but I heard it was, I heard it was, man. It was, it was mid, but I feel like when I watched it in theaters, I'd have probably enjoyed it more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even mm-hmm. though it was mid, it was like, okay. I would enjoy this more with the crowd watching and enjoying the hype scenes and stuff like that. As opposed to me watching the soul and watching Judas and the black Messiah, me sitting in 
I think me sitting at home enhanced those experiences. Mm, okay. In terms of those two movies in particular, because when I was watching Judas and the Black Messiah, it felt like I was watching a documentary almost. And I got right. enthralled into that story to the point where I was like visibly upset. Like, what the fuck, man? This is like, especially, especially, the- especially if you knew the fact before the movie, you know what I mean? Yes. So you knew you was already going there with an upset kind of sad type of vibe. Um, I probably would have preferred to stay home to watch that. So either or, I'm I'm good yeah. with staying at home or going to the movies to go see that. And Wonder Woman, uh, she just she just doesn't do it for me. So I probably would enjoy that at home. Yeah, it's it's just crazy how everything has changed. Like even now, as we're recording this podcast, Tom and Jerry that's what be in theaters is now. Tom and Jerry at home. We're going to get Godzilla in another couple of weeks, I think. I might want to go to the movies for that. Yeah, it's just, just, for, just for the sound effect. Yeah, it's just crazy to think that so much has changed in just a year. Like, I used to go to the movies every week. That was like my thing. I, me and my son used to go to movies every week. We'd go to my grandma's house, take care of her. After we leave my grandma's house, we'd go to the mall and go to the movies and watch like the matinee. The matinee down here is like seven bucks. Mm-hmm. So I'll pay like Fourteen off both of us to get in and buy like a a, a bucket of popcorn. We probably spend like thirty forty bucks and make a day out of it. And now that's a, and that, and, that, and that's on the cheap side. Yeah, and that that was that's gone. Like it's crazy yeah. to say that that's gone. And I don't see it come back anytime soon. It's crazy to just even say that. So yeah, watching these movies at home, it's okay, but it's not the same. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say the most part. I mean, the the the, the movie. I, I, of course, we was affected with uh, about the entertainment because a lot of stuff got pushed back. You know what I mean? So yeah. whatever whatever was in in the makings, you know, came to a halt, and we had to wait on that. For example, like I think Snowfall. Snowfall was pushed back, and we just got it back. Um, this yeah, week, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, no, uh, a couple of days ago, actually on Wednesday. Oh. Oh yeah, so that's really close then. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, no, but I would say besides sports and traveling, you know, everything else was fine. Yeah, I, I think so, man. It's just it's kind of different, man. Just sitting back how everything went this year. L- let me ask you this then. How has it been for you podcasting during this pandemic? Oh uh, shit. Ain't nothing changed. I mean, the, actually it got better because you know. Uh, majority of my guests, when I do have guests, are in different time zones. So because of a lot of people that had to stay home or could work from home and stuff like that, it worked out better for me because they didn't have they didn't have to get up early. You know yeah. what I mean? To drive or commute and things like that. So, you know, podcasting, I think it got better <laughs> during the pandemic. Yeah. You know I agree because people got used to using Zoom and stuff like that. And not only just us as podcasts, but people who normally wouldn't use Zoom because that's how they did work now. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 And there's so many different, you know, within the pandemic, there were so many different outlets to choose from to record, you know? So yeah. a lot, I think, I think a lot of them tech heads said, this is a perfect opportunity for us to come up with something to where, we can allow these people to work from home 
instead of everybody going over to Zoom. You know what I mean? So yeah, there's a lot of different recording platforms now. Yeah, I want to have a conversation with you about something because you talked about it on your podcast before. Stereo versus Clubhouse. Yes. I am confused. I'm not confused because I don't know how to use it, but I'm trying to still... I just got in the clubhouse in terms of somebody just gave me an invite to clubhouse. I kind of accepted it and stuff like that. It's a I'm huge still, difference. I'm still trying to figure out the allure of it in terms of, for the most part, what I've been hearing, and I, I think it's because of the people I follow, people who follow me, mm-hmm. it feels like I'm coming into multiple school lectures. That? No. I would... The best way to describe Clubhouse is actually like a house party. Just okay. depend on which house party you go in. So me personally, I I re- I rarely, and when I mean rarely, that, that means there's a small percentage of me that will go into a room where I don't know anybody. I will do it, but rarely. Just, just think of you going, like you see me, and it's like, all right, Baylor's at this house party. Let me go see what's going on in this house party. Okay. That's exactly what it is. Okay. You know what I mean? And the thing is, don't be fooled by the topic, the room topic, because we never stay on topic unless the person that, that the, the people or the person that's moderating the room, if they're keeping it structured. You know what I mean? Some people can do it. Some people don't do it. Some people can't do it. But we can have a topic about Marvel. Let's say Marvel. And we could be sitting up there talking about the best movies Marvel has uh, produced or whatever. But then if you don't know how to moderate a room, if you don't know how to control a room, it can go from talking about Marvel movies to any type of. Ah, okay. Because a mutual friend of ours. Had me in a had me in a couple of rooms. He he, I guess is paying you could paint people to the rooms. Yeah, he paint me to a few rooms, and each one of these rooms he paint me to were like these self help rooms. Yeah, man, you gonna get those? <laughs> it's like, why am I here? I get what you're trying to do. You try, right, check this out. This might be interesting to you, but, but just look at it as just look at it as Twitter. It's really no different. Uh, it's really no different from Twitter, is except that on Twitter you can't help what you can't help but to see what's on your timeline. Yeah. Same thing with Clubhouse. You can see, quote unquote, if you want to call it a timeline of rooms, but you only know those rooms. Just like on Twitter, you only know those rooms because of the people that you actually follow. Yeah. So if someone pings you. That's the same as someone retweeting something and tagging. Okay, there we go. So you don't. So you don't necessarily have to go there if they ping you. They just figure whatever the topic is, or whatever they just finished talking about, or whatever they just finished asking about. Delvin could definitely use this, help with, or might be interested in. Okay, that makes sense. So let me ask you this: What is proper clubhouse etiquette? The number one rule to me is read the room. The number one thing, because I know Delvin, when he come in there, he might ask a podcast question. The thing is, 90% of the people has never been on a podcast. They might get offended by the question that you ask. Shout out to my boy, Greg, Young Black and Bothered. He come in there, Drake, my boy, Drake, uh, Mr. D713 from Everything Culture. 
He'll, they'll come in there with their podcast present, and a lot of people don't understand that. Ah. And it's not their it's not their fault because I didn't. I come in there. I come in a room, and I'm comfortable. If I if I come in a room and Delvin is in there, I might come in there and say something slanderous about Captain America. You might get it. Yes. But somebody be like, "What is this dude even talking about?" And it's a joke. You got to understand. Some people don't have a sense of humor at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's all about reading the room. But I I tell you this: say Mike and Otis have a room and you know, Sean is in there, Chaffee is in there, you in there, and I go in there and say something crazy about Captain America, everybody gonna laugh, because we yeah. all get it. You yes. know what I mean? But if somebody else come in that room and say, look, I know I, did, I know the perfect stocks to get into, we're gonna like, wait a minute, bro. what are you doing? <laughs> That's not what we're talking about. It might be helpful insight and shit like that, but we're talking about you know, Captain America right now. What you talking yeah, about? Definitely. So it's all about the number one rule. Uh, the number one rule is read the room. You know what I'm saying? And if they just so happen to ask you to come up and you go in there, just look, go in there. Be like, look, I just came into this room. I saw the title. It said, y'all talking about uh, burning, burning wood. I want to learn more about burning wood or whatever y'all talking about. And then boom, put your mic on mute. And that's another thing. Always have your mic on mute. Until okay. you're about to speak. Okay, that makes sense. That definitely makes sense. All right, Bill, let me ask you this. I want to talk about your merchandise because haven't gotten to that much. And I think we, you heard the previous episode of me and Paco talking about support, mm-hmm. supporting each other in our endeavors in the black community and stuff like that. Shout out to I, Paco. He's a recurring uh, customer. Got to shout out Paco. Definitely, definitely. What is it like? And how has it been thus far making these shirts, sweaters, hats, and everything that you're making so far? It's stressful and it's fun. <laughs> I'm because glad that you're getting such a great response from it, by the way. I think that's dope. Well, the thing is, is like, I have this thing about people who want to be famous. I don't want to be famous. If I am famous, I want to be hood famous. You know what I mean? What that is, is that I'm, I'm still... I'm still able to go to Target without being bothered. Yeah. Without being noticed by a large amount of people. But if there's one or two people that see me and say, hey, I know you, you're that, I'm cool with that. I don't want to be in a situation where I'm not able to travel a certain way. You know what I mean? What I mean by that is that this shirt, these shirts and hoodies and more to come, it took off way too fast. Yeah, but that's a good thing. It is at the same time, it's like when you don't plan or you had no intention on becoming a retail store. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now, now you got to catch up with the business side. You know what I mean? Because I, I take all orders through DM. You know what I mean? And, I, and there's a stereotype of that being ghetto. You know what I mean? But I'm like, yo, I never. Even though this is almost being close to a year, it's only going, I would say in March, maybe April, somewhere around there. And I want to say somewhere around April, it'll be a full year where I really learned how to put this stuff together. So every month I've been developing and getting better at how to do this stuff and is handcrafted by one person. So I don't have any employees or anything like that. 
everything is done by me. So uh, that's the stressful part. And then the other stressful part is when people be like, yo, this is dope. I want this. Can you make me this? I absolutely can make that. But then don't send me money. Yeah, that's a. You know what I mean? And I get thing. it. I get it. A professional, a professional company, uh, they already have stuff stocked up unless it's sold out. But for the most cases, it's already stocked up. So if you want this, a burgundy sweater and a lard, boom, that's all you got to do is click, buy it. And then, you know, whatever the shipping process. I don't have that. I don't have anything stocked up because originally I was just making stuff to pass time. It was in the middle of a pandemic. So I'm just doing stuff for fun. If I'm not doing it for fun, I'm doing it to make it for myself. So I don't have anything stocked up. So everything that has to be made, I have to go get. Mind you, I'm one person. I'm not even a company yet. So I don't have, I don't have the resources to go get a sweater in this color yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Let alone front my own money to go find something. You know, yeah. so... And, and, and I have been, I hate to use the word lucky, I'm blessed. I have been blessed enough to create some stuff and get it to people within the same week. But that's not normal coming from an individual. You know what I mean? Maybe from a company, but for me to print it up on a Monday and you get it within a couple of days or within the same week, bro, that's a lot of work. I think the way you carry yourself makes people have a high expectation for you. I don't know if you know what I mean by that, but you carry yourself in a way that like you know what you're doing and you've always done that. You always have this aura around you. Like like I said, like I said, the beginning of the podcast, everybody knows who BTG is. If there's there's two voices I hear out there, I, I... I've always made this comment. I've said, BTG is the hood version of me in terms of my podcast and who I am always gets a devoted level of white listeners and followers. Some black listeners as well. Uh-huh. It's, but BTG brings the best out of black people in terms of you get the hood black people, you get smart black people, and I always love the fact that anytime I have somebody on the podcast who's African-American, they they would casually bring up your name and your podcast and speak highly of them. I appreciate that. That's dope. And I think because of you being to that level, you may not be getting the, the, the views or listens of a Joe Button per se, but because you're at the level you're at with podcasting, People hold you to that level in terms of like, yeah, BTG got us merchandise. Let's let's get this merchandise. Oh, it ain't no problem. It's BTG. We know he got us. And I think that's it's good things with that, and it's bad things with that. It's good and bad because a company will say, "Well, if this is what you want, then I mean, this is what we got. So if you if you want it, then then buy it." I struggle with what a lot of people don't understand is I have a very high level of confidence. I do. And I can at the same I can sit up there and tell you whatever I make, I know is dope. Yeah. At the same time, I strive for perfection and being somewhat different. And that is, I want you to be able to say, 
BTG, I want this, I want this phrase or this color. But that's a struggle in itself because now I have to go find something to that customer's likeness. And if I can't find it, I feel like I failed. And if I don't get it to you this fast, then I failed. Or, you know what I'm saying? Maybe I didn't put enough on a hoodie. You know what I mean? Until someone told me, they was like, look, bro, you're doing too much. Yeah. Put what, put out whatever you're going to put out, and then they're going to buy it. That's yeah. it. Don't give them too many options. And I'm like, you're right. Yeah. You so that's my, so that, that's my negative part. That's my downfall is that being a creator, I have too many options. I think everything that I do is dope, but I, everything doesn't need to be out there. Makes perfect sense. All right, switch your gears a little bit. I want to talk to you about two things. One is funny, one is interesting. The first thing I want to bring up to you, well, three things, actually. The first thing, have you seen a video? It's a TikTok video of a white lady talking about how to crip walk. Yes. What did you think of that? And how that would have fared if the same white lady made that video? Let's say 95. Mid-95, 1995. They would have made it in 95. That means they would have put a lot of money to put that on the VHS tape. Um, I laugh. I laugh. But at the same time, I'm old enough to know that, bro, we keep, we are the culture. Yes. Like, we control, we control the culture and we don't control it all the way. You know what I mean? Like yes. all these creative dances and, and 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 the music and the ideas from the for these movies and things like that. You just finished uh, asking me the top the top three hood movies, all black. Yeah, majority of that cast was black. And when you look at the storylines of those movies, you can tell it's from a black background. Yes, very much so. I, we create well, all of it. When I saw that, I cringed because the old school side of me was like, I remember a time where if you wasn't from LA and you wasn't a crip, you wasn't supposed to be doing that shit. Like <laughs> straight up. I mean, I mean, and, and I mean, there's still cats like it's a little bit more, you know, it's not as bad as the nineties and the eighties and the nineties. But if you go up into a house party now, which is not, you know, the house party turned into let's go to the club lounge or a mansion. They don't have the typical house parties like we had back in the day. But if, if you get caught doing a crib walk and you're not a crib, you get caught doing a blood walk and you're not a blood, though they got the right to price you under street rules and hood, you know, and hood rules. They got the right to price you about that. But it's sad because she's getting a lot of publicity off of it. And there's also a TikTok video of a dude that put out a crib walking tutorial, a crib walk workout tutorial you know what i mean which i kind of went viral but i'm pretty sure she's getting more views than he is yeah and it's crazy to think about because and this is my whole thing about it we as black people get often criticized for the glorifying gang culture and things like that okay you can, you can say some some of that is valid and fair but yeah. at the same time you see stuff like this, and you're like, well, white people are just taking what we're doing and glorifying it themselves. So not, a, not only glorifying it, they monetizing off of it. Yes. 
So how do you sit there and how do you correlate those two things in terms of, okay, black people go glorifying gangs and violence and stuff like that, but yet white culture is profiting off of our culture, including our violence. How is that a thing? Because the only thing that they could do is only the only games that they could monetize off of that they probably created the mob and the FBI. That's FBI, the, the yeah, I don't want it. Look, you know, you know, we 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 create a lot of stuff that they monetize off of. Um, and the cool part about it is that they're creative too. It's just that we create dope shit. Yeah. They are very creative. They just you know how many times you know how many times Delvin I've I've said to myself, oh that's dope. Put it on his shirt or tweet it, and then somewhere anywhere like uh, a couple of weeks down the line or maybe even a year down the line, I see my idea. Not to say that I'm the sole purpose. I'm not the only person that came up with it, but I'm pretty sure. Like at the time, nobody else was talking about it. I, yo, I see a lot of not just, you know, I see yep. a lot of podcasters out there with a little BTG in them. Yeah, that's the thing. That's one hundred percent the thing. I said that before. Like, hey, I see a lot of times people take a little Delvin Cock Experience swagger and throw it on their podcast. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't notice it. Like, yeah, and you know the the thing that bothers me is the same thing about old girl with the whole crip walking tutorial is that, bro, you got to pay homage. Yeah, what you got to pay? You got you got to pay respect. Know that. Look, first of all, that's not how you do the crip walk, white lady. Okay. And then, and second, if you're going to do that, bro, you need to go talk to some. You need to go to some of these neighborhoods. Why not go get go go to some of these neighborhoods where they actually know how to crip walk and hire you. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You know what I mean? And don't 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 go on Twitter and say any. I I, I will say this because my thing is if if I say something like "good answer," you know who I got that from? Where did I get that from? Me. Okay, I know that. I know <laughs> that. So so if I go on to another show or if I tweet "good answer," if I don't acknowledge that you came up with that. Honestly, I was just telling somebody that's a good answer, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, that's Delvin Cox right there. Good and answer has been here before we was born. But yeah. the way that man says it or whatever, and I, as often as he says it, man, that belonged to him. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a thing. And people point that out a lot. So I don't understand how people cannot. There's not, there's not another podcast. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Whether I listen to them on a consistent basis or not, I've never heard somebody say good answer the way you say it as often as you say it. Never, never. So if I if you see cats out here saying set tripping or that person is a pedestrian or something like that, niggas don't want on Twitter saying that before <laughs> I was saying it at all. <laughs> so so let me ask you this because this is going on another part. We was talking about people profiting off of our culture and stuff like that. Bobby Schmurter gets out. Yes, sir. The hood is celebrating it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a cool thing to see. Yeah. But also, white culture is celebrating it. 
<laughs> and it's weird because, and Mike from the What Up No podcast brought this up in terms of he didn't understand why people were celebrating Bobby Smurder, especially the type of people that were celebrating Bobby Smurder. Like, at, at, what he was referring to was how they got like wow. billboards up. Right, right. But I answered him. Oh, you did too? I had, I had a conversation about it too. I want to hear what yeah. your response is about that. Well, I didn't, I didn't put it in. Well, what I'm about to say is about to be in more detail. Uh, but I basically was telling them that in general, it's New York. And their artists are actors, uh, born and raised actors from New York and born and raised uh, artists from New York. They going to hype them up yeah. regardless. That makes sense. You know, that's, that's what they do. You know what I mean? And as they should, because if you're from Houston, if you're from L.A., you're from Florida, you're from Jersey, Chicago. If they are that good, you're going to do the most for them. You're going to represent them the most. You know what I'm saying? Bobby Shimmerda to them at right now, the um, especially after uh losing Pop Smoke, bro, that's their savior. Yeah, I can see that. You know what I mean? So I mean, he means a lot to again, Bobby's a, he's he's from the culture, you know what I mean? And by him being the quote unquote set or at least one of them, saviors of, of New York, like they're gonna do the most for him. You know what I mean? He's getting picked up in the in, in a private jet by Quavo. You know what I'm saying? He's going to have his billboard on with Times Square or some shit like that or the Madison Square Garden. And that's why. Does it make sense to Mike? Maybe not. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I I, I mean, people do get... I, it, there, there has been a... Uh, there was a tweet that I seen a while ago and it was... It went viral. They was like, yo, we, we celebrate cats more that get released from prison than going off to college. That's very true. And I get and I get that. You know what I mean? In this case, when you look at the details of a cat that actually went to jail for his wrongdoings and then took more time so his cat that he went to jail with can get out early, it's still a stand-up thing in that situation. Yeah. Whereas another representative of New York got out early because of, of snitching. Yes, very much so. And you see I think, what I'm saying? I think that's where the parallel lies at with this situation in terms of if you're going to be a street dude, there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. I think the right way is to stand up for your peoples and take the fall for your people, even, even if you're sacrificing. I think the wrong way is what 6 9 did. Right, right. So, I mean, it, it's a, to answer Mike's question is that yeah, you might look at it like, well, didn't he, wasn't he the reason why he went to jail? Well, I think most cats who did crime, they were they went to jail because of what they did. Yeah. The difference is, is that he went in as a young cat and he kept his mouth closed and added more on to his sentence to get, you know, his boy out. So that is a small victory in that situation. Yeah, I think. I think what is happening is people don't understand the glorification of the whole African-American person in prison getting out and you're celebrating him getting out type of thing. And I think, mm-hmm. that's, where the, I think that's where the divide happens in terms of how, like I told Mike, white cultures tend to want to glorify that when they get out, but vilify that when they're going in. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? 
like when Bobby Spurrier was going and he wasn't getting this type of buzz from white culture. From black people, yeah, we were like, yeah, do your thing, get get in, get out. But white culture wasn't popping him like that. And now that, he's getting, now that he's getting out, yeah, white culture celebrating him getting out. Yeah, he did things the right way. Like, what are you talking about? You don't know nothing about anything that with the situation. They're riding the wave, though. They, yes. they probably celebrating his release and don't really even know what's going on. Exactly. They just celebrate. They just celebrated because you actually cool with some black folks, and you want to feel like you <laughs> you're a part of the cause as well. Yes, very much so. You you want to know what I think our issue is as 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 black people is that I think we do celebrate people coming coming back home because I feel like we're the minority. So it's like when we get one of us back, it's like. We at least we got someone back home. You know what I mean? Okay. And we know that we know that sometimes we can be locked up for, for shit that we didn't do. You yep. know what I mean? So so even for a case, even for a cat that did something, and, and I feel like, you know, besides, you know, if you if you're a pedophile, you could burn. You know what I'm saying? If you're a serial Facts. killer, you you could burn. Um, you know, all those nasty crimes and stuff like that. For a cat that was out there selling drugs, trying to feed his family, for a cat that was lost as a kid and became a game banger because that was his family in the streets, uh, got locked up, learned, uh, you know, grew, matured, and things like that, we're happy for them to come back home. You know, and I think we get that mixed up with cats that actually do crime that we're not a, we're not a fan of, and we know they're supposed to be locked up and throw, throw away the key. We kind of mix all those together, and we're not supposed to do that. I agree. Final question. And this is an interesting one because, because of you. We just passed the one-year anniversary of Kobe Bryant's passing. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you today? Uh, I mean... It hit, it hit different, like, man. Well, because it's it's like he has so many different anniversaries out here. You know, he got the day that he actually passed away, his memorial service, and then you got actual Kobe Day, you know, which is in August. Okay. So it's like it's a it. I'm 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 like this, um, and it's maybe because you know the way I was raised, and I'm not saying the way I was raised was completely at our right. But I can go, I can go quiet as most black men do when it, when it comes to pain. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't really like to talk about my parents. You know what I mean? I don't, you know, I try to avoid it. And sometimes I got to sit in deep thought to remember their voice. You know what I mean? With Kobe is like, I still don't want to believe it. So anytime I see a highlight or something like that, it's like, Dang, it's hard to believe that he's actually gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think, I think when you start to give people their flowers that they deserve, I think it's a little bit easier to deal with. So, so the latest about him, you know, Kyrie pushing for him to be the logo, I'm okay if he never becomes the 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 face of the NBA. But when they brought up the fact that that. You know, it'd be a dope idea to, re- to to name the regular season MVP award. I said, that's dope. That is dope. I said, that's, I said, that's dope. Especially because we knew that he was robbed of maybe 
a couple of MVPs back in the day because of the off the court uh, situation that he went through. You know, they didn't want to make him the face of the league because of his personal life. And I'm like, well, at least they could do is we knew when he passed away, it didn't just, you know, it hit the it hit us pretty bad. Yeah. And it shook up and it shook up the NBA to the point where they, which was very impressive, by the way, they changed the format of the all-star game so so fast. Very fast. In such in such a in such a short time. And for you to do that, that means you know the impact that he had on the court, off the court, everywhere. So why not give him a piece of the NBA? Yeah. Because he did a lot. He did a lot for the NBA. And I know you got the Jordan. You know what I mean? And I know you got the LeBron. I, I get that. But you know how special Kobe is and was to the league and to the world. So the least you could do, because you want to give him his flowers, either you're going to give him the logo or give him the MVP. I'm fine with either one of them, honestly. I think that, um, one, I think the NBA logo needs to change regardless. It's been that Jer- same. Jerry West said that. Jerry West said that. Yeah. After, after, after actually hearing the story, I'm okay. Now, whether, whether or not we believe him, because he is our counterpart, yeah. he said, I didn't ask to be the logo in the first place, and I wanted, I've been wanting it to be someone different. You know what I mean? And I'm okay with saying, all right, if it's not Kobe, then it has to be, like Kyrie said, it has to be, it has to be someone black. Because we don't want to run this league. Yeah, that's what I was going to think. I, I can easily see it being Kobe or Jordan. Those are my top two picks right there. And this is the thing to all them Jordan fans that love to keep Jeffrey named alive. The only reason why I say don't make it Jordan is because Jordan Jordan logo is is on the same level as the NBA logo. Yes, very much You know so. what I mean? So, so that's a compliment in itself. You know what I mean? But if they did, if, if they hit up Jordan and said, look, we're looking to make it, I would understand that. If they hit up Magic, I would understand that. If they, if they, they're not going to do it. They're not, even though Jerry West was in the league at the time, I don't think they would give it to LeBron. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the only people that that leaves is, like, I'm a Laker fan. I'm okay with it being Bill Russell. Bill Russell, Jordan, maybe Wilt Chamberlain. Kareem, you could throw Kareem in there. Kareem. You know what I'm saying? And I would throw Kareem before Will Chamberlain, me personally. Yeah. Um, but it, there, there's not a lot of cats that I would put up there. So for Kobe name to be mentioned as the low as as the possible logo, that should let you know that you know what I mean. That that's a huge that's a huge um, honor. That's, that's a huge honor. But I would say no. Look, I. The, the the finals MVP is named after a player. The regular season MVP is not named after anybody. I would definitely give it to Kobe. I, I like that idea. I think that um it makes perfect sense, honestly. Yeah, but but that doesn't mean just because you give the MVP trophy name to uh Kobe, that doesn't mean you don't change that logo. That logo gotta go, bro. <laughs> it definitely has to go. That logo has been like that for too long and it doesn't fit it didn't I don't even think it fit back then's NBA it doesn't it definitely doesn't fit today's NBA but the way the world is now bro they could monetize off that yeah you can monetize that that logo is now going to become become vintage 
Yeah. It can become vintage. And you can you're gonna sell a whole bunch of the new ones, and you're gonna sell a whole bunch of the old ones. Exactly. So exactly. Just, just do it. That's all you really it, 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 it makes it, too much sense. It's time, it's time that we we're starting to see that they're starting to whether you feel like they pandering towards us or not, which they are, uh, times is changing. You know what I mean? We're starting to get recognized enough, but I'm not, I'm not fully, I'm not fully uh, okay with a lot of the moves until we start to see ownership. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm cool with, like I said, I'm cool with Kobe name being on the MVP trophy. I'm cool with uh, Kareem, uh, Mike, or Bill being the logo. But until y'all give one of these retired players or even one of these current players a percentage and a very chunky percentage of ownership of one of these teams, then what are we talking about? Yeah, I think that is a topic for a whole other day because that's a long one in itself in terms of what the NBA owes his players. Yes, yes. And I think, and I want to say this, I want to speak it to, only because I feel like he's the one player that fits it because if MJ couldn't do it, then I think this he might be the best fit. LBJ, man, I feel like in the future, I, th- I feel like he will own a franchise. It might not necessarily be an NBA franchise. It might be an NFL. Um, but it had to me, for, for actual change, it has to be within the top three sports, basketball, yeah. football, or baseball. I agree. I definitely agree with that. I think he. I think he already owns a soccer team, if I'm not mistaken. I, I want to say that's right. Yeah, I think he does. I think yeah. I think I think he acquired it maybe uh, a couple of years ago or something like that. But no, I need and I want to say this. So I'm put this out there right now. LeBron James, the owner of the Knicks. That makes perfect sense to me. That makes perfect sense to me. I hope that happens. Yeah. I want that to happen. It's going to happen. Either the Knicks or Cleveland. I can, yeah. The only reason why I said the Knicks is because they are a historical franchise. They're still relevant with a, with, I mean, not this year. They're playing better this year, but since their great day, they've been trashed. And I think, I think he does, I think they deserve to have a new owner. And I think that owner should be LeBron James. That'd be so cool. That'd be really yeah. cool. Cleveland for sure. Cleveland for sure should have been. Cleveland should have been here. After he won that title for him, they should already have paperwork written up for him. Yeah, just to, just give him percentage of the team to keep him there. Hey, you part on in this team. Yeah. Man, this has been a great conversation, brother. Let them know where to find your podcast at for those who don't know. At Baylor's are great on all social media platforms. I'm mostly on Twitter. IG is mostly family stuff and fun and stuff like that. You got to be dope and cool for to follow me on IG. But most of my uh, most of my uh, recklessness is on uh, on Twitter. Uh, BTG for president and open one with BTG, a part of the Rare Science Network. And that's it. Belarism will be official soon, but not just yet. And if you see anybody out there with the Belarism, just say show me some love. That's it. I just want some love. That's all you got to do, man. Show you, show your boys some love. Show them some support. You want to get a sweater from them, DM them. Send money. Don't be a, a cheap <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah, yo. 
if you if you want something made and you know you want something made, please just send me the money. The last thing that I want to do is take money from somebody. I don't I ain't gonna say that I don't need it, but I don't though. And yeah. it's not. I've you know what? And I want to honestly tell y'all, I've lost a lot of money doing this. Like a lot of people, I have made some money, but I haven't made it the way that these companies make money to where they're profiting, like they're squeezing every penny out of customers. I've actually only made sometimes a couple of dollars between buying the, 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 the sweater, buying the, uh, the product, and then shipping it off. You pretty much pay for everything. I didn't really earn anything. You actually took time away from me. Yeah. So take that into consideration when you start asking for free shit. Hit your boy up. Oh, if I didn't tell you, if I didn't tell you was getting something free, then you ain't getting nothing. Free. <laughs> you yeah. might depending on you might depending on how much I made and how much I like. <laughs> but definitely hit Bailey up for some dope gear, man. He makes some dope stuff. And as always, Delva Cox Experience, we are out. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Delvin Cox Experience. If you like this content, go on patreon.com slash Delvin Cox Experience. There, we have exclusive shows such as I'm the Podcaster, He's the DJ, and Fire Brigade, and we have tons of other content. Also, I'd like to give a special shout out to our Patreon producers, Tony Aaron II from Mystery Dental Productions, as well as Ben Goodwin, a.k.a. Ghost Rider UK. Thank you. Peace. America's first serial killer, H.H. Holmes, boasted over 200 deaths. Yet today, Chicago once again finds itself held in the grip of terror. So like Holmes himself, is a copycat on the loose or something more sinister. Find out in Zenoscope's Tales of Terror Quarterly, H.H. Holmes, March 31st. Evil comes Holmes. 3-31-21!